Hello, everybody. Happy Monday for listening on a Monday. I'm your host, Kimmy Marty, and welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this after a long week of some finals, some projects, papers, tests, all of it, all the college thing, and also working a lot. And so this is my escape from all of that to sit down and be able to talk to you guys about things that I've researched over the week. So I'm very excited to sit down and talk to you guys today. We're going to be talking about stress. Stress is effects on our brains, stress affects on our mood, our outcome of our projects and everything. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Really quickly, just a random thought. I'm drinking out of my little heart, mind, and soul mug. Thank you, mom. I know you're listening right now. And I'm drinking cranberry water, which is, I talked about in my weight loss podcast about like me drinking a bunch of cucumber, mint water, lemon water, even like some apple cider vinegar water and things like that. But this week it's been cranberry juice water, like unsweetened cranberry juice just mixed in with the water. And Let me tell you, I recommend it 100%. So before we get into the episode, I'm going to do the journal prompt. Like you guys know, I do this every week. If you have a journal and you want to talk about it, if you want to do it in your notes, you're welcome to do that as well. If you don't want to do the journal prompt, that's totally fine. Just as something for food of thought for you guys. I honestly do the journal prompts because I inspires me to do to write these in my own journal because I just like thinking on weird prompts for your brain to think about. Like I'm going to talk to you guys about today is a lot of times we can get into our own heads and get into our own routines and forget to step outside of ourselves to learn something new, to enjoy something new and to think outside of the box. So that is the point of the journal prompts. This week's journal prompt is what is your current biggest distraction? Is it relatively easy to get rid of? Why or why not? My current distraction is getting hooked on different storylines. I'm in the middle of three different books and it's crazy because I want to finish them all, but I also have so many other things to do that I forget to focus on my main things and just getting really caught up in all these storylines. And it's a really bad distraction for me. Um, Yes, it's relatively easy to get rid of, but also my brain is still inhabited with these storylines, even if I'm not reading them. So I feel like I can't be rid of these storylines until I finish the book, which is just kind of a loop. So just a random thought like that. Maybe for you, it could be your phone, social media. It could be a person that maintains in your brain all the time. You can't stop thinking about this person. You can't stop thinking about the situation, maybe negative or positive. And so something to reflect on, not necessarily something to get rid of, but think about what would happen if you did get rid of that distraction or you lessened it at any point, or maybe you just tried to work around it. Think about what that would change for you and your success level. Okay. So I've been wanting to do an episode on like burnout, priorities, balance, stress, to combat all the stressors right now due to college and getting to that part of the semester. But I remembered that I already did one and the episode is already out. It's episode two called The Value of Balance. If you guys haven't listened already, I totally recommend that to you, especially during this part of the year and if you're in any sort of transitional period of your life. So instead of talking about what to do to help combat that, I'm going to be talking about how your brain reacts to stress, how it manages it, the short-term and long-term effects of stress, and some of the practical ways to get rid of it. And I'm also going to be talking more about living a lifestyle where you 
want to accomplish things, but you also want to be still living life and enjoying yourself. You know, you want that balance. Like I said, we're going to be talking a little bit differently like we did in the second episode, but I guess you can call this an extension of that second episode if you guys have listened. Again, if you haven't listened, I definitely recommend that to you, but I think this is really just an interesting part of that. A few points I want to bring up that I did in that episode is remember the one-third, one-third, one-third rule, which is separating your daily activities into different compartments and then organizing them by level of importance. I stand by this method because I think it's helpful to remember what your top priorities are. However, I was discussing with a friend about how I can try and lighten my load and I was kind of venting about the stresses of college and the season of my life. And they brought to me a really interesting method to the conversation that I want to share with you guys. They made a point to say, as Christians, we have a responsibility to help maintain the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God isn't just the church house itself. This person believed that the kingdom of God was an equal division between your family, your finances, and the church house. He explained to me how not taking the full responsibility if you were to neglect any of those areas in your life and how that they need to be treated with the same level of responsibility. With that in mind, everything that doesn't fall under those three categories are extracurricular. So the family, finances, and church house. Another clarification is that as young adults, family might be a little bit less on your list of priorities because we're in a transition period, but they deserve the same level of respect due to the responsibility, aka listening to the rules they've given you or doing the things that they ask you to do. Now, I know not all of my listeners are Christians, so I want to help you guys use this method in your own life. Take three non-negotiable things that you need to give equal responsibility to. Let's say your work, your finances, and your household. And let's say for a college student, it would be your schoolwork, your responsibility and your expectation to yourself to be financially responsible and to keep your household, your personal life in order and to keep their duties at bay. That's kind of more of an elaborated version of what I mean by that. I think it's really important thing to prioritize your responsibilities and plan them out. When I'm in a groove and I have a plan I've stuck to, that makes me feel significantly less stressed, even if I have a lot to do. Then feeling less stressed in turn makes me feel less exhausted mentally and physically. And then being less exhausted allows the time to do things that I love. I'm not saying this just for someone who has a super busy schedule and can't function without perfect order. I'm saying this for everyone who feels like they have a particularly stress-induced project they're working on or a part of their life that's really causing them a lot of stress, or they're putting so much thought and energy into a specific thing. We're not here to compare each other's schedules. If you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, too many things you have responsibility over, anything like that, I recommend finding things in your life to help you cope with them. Examples that I suggest would be finding time in your schedule specifically for you. If it's a workout class, if it's reading a book outside, if it's waking up early, go get coffee at your local coffee shop, if it's taking an extra two hours to learn a skill once a week. Anything that will allow your brain to be at peace and maybe even allow it to be creative. Something that will take your mind off of your struggles, your schedule, your busyness, and just allow you to be present with whatever you're doing in the moment. 
those things for me, like I've talked about before, are cooking, yoga, painting, all of those things. Occasionally, it's even, you know, practicing the piano or even doing stuff like the podcast. Just remember that this is a treat that shouldn't be neglected and also shouldn't be wasted on something that's not constructive, like scrolling on social media for two hours. I know I've mentioned this before in the self-care podcast and a couple of others, but I want to recommend just how hard it is for some people to let go of their fears of being a successful person because they don't want to let go of their enjoyment of life. They don't want to let go of the things that they love to do. So they decide to not push themselves not to become an interesting, ambitious human being because they don't want to get rid of their pleasures of life. And I completely understand that. That's a valid point, 100% to, you know, you like to do this certain thing every single day. You like to eat a cookie every day or whatever. You have some sort of thing in your mind that you do, some sort of habit that you have, and you don't want to get rid of that. And so you limit yourself so that you don't have to lose that. And I wanted to just share with you how important and how easy it is invite those things into incorporate those things into your life, even if you are really busy. So again, we're not trying to compare each other's schedules whatsoever. I honestly, I find myself having absolutely every hour of my day booked out and still feeling like I should be doing more. There's this thing that Americans do that I believe is specific to America and our inherent ambition, but it's called hustle culture. It is someone getting increasing praise and admiration for being busy. Even better if you're overly busy. For some reason, people look so highly on someone who is overworked, getting up at the crack of dawn, is busy, busy, busy. Again, I don't think that there's anything horrible about being busy, trust me, but I think we should also praise people with balance, with free time. I can say that I can look highly on someone who takes their paid days off, who plans to do things that they enjoy, but who also takes care of their responsibility, like I said in the beginning. There's a very weird balance and a very fine line between someone who enjoys their life and takes care of their responsibilities versus someone who enjoys their life more than taking care of their responsibilities. There's that person that goes out and hangs out instead of studying for class. That that person who ignores their responsibilities in order to have fun because they feel like they have almost an excuse, almost a reason that they can. And the point of this podcast is to empower you to be more. So I'm here to kind of explain to you how important your responsibilities are, but how that balance is really also really important. That person who can have plans to do the things that they enjoy, but also take care of their responsibility. Someone who can say no to things that they don't feel like will be conducive to their schedule and life. And someone who not only take their responsibilities seriously, but they do not cancel last minute or forget things because they don't overwhelm themselves. An example of this is one of my dearest friends. She's just like this. She's a really hard worker at work, but when she's off, then she's off. She's adventurous and she takes her Saturdays to go hiking or to meet people and catch up. She takes care of her household and herself. She indulges in the little things like her $7 lattes in the morning and her skincare, but not before her all of her responsibilities are in order. When you make plans with her, you know that they're going to be concrete. When you promise her something, she counts on it because she knows that if she promises you something, then she will deliver. 
This balance is something that I strive for. It is at the heart of my ideal future person. To be able to say no to people, to be responsible with my time and money, and to be reliable to the ones I care about. With a balance like hers, she's rarely stressed, or even though she does a lot. So getting into what our brain deals with stress, and I'm kind of flipping back and forth here, but I'm discussing, again, that balance between the two. If you find yourself on one end of the spectrum, super stressed out, super overwhelmed with life and trying to somehow squeeze in goodness and interesting creative outlets to your life, I'm hoping to help you guys in this podcast. But if you find yourself on the opposite side of the spectrum, finding that you want to do more, but you don't really know how, and you don't want to, like I said, give up those things that you really love and enjoy. You want to grow up a little bit and take on more responsibilities, but don't overwhelm yourself. That is where I come in. And I went right between the middle of those. I was that girl who wanted to take responsibility, but I didn't necessarily know why. And Somehow I got into a place where I took all those responsibilities, but still couldn't get rid of or let go of those areas in my life that I really enjoyed. So it became almost way more overwhelming when I still indulged on going out to with friends every other day for six hours at a time and then having a bunch of responsibilities to do when I got home. So I ended up getting very little sleep. And again, like I said about the hustle culture, people were very much praising me for that. And I don't recommend that at all. I honestly, I appreciate it, but people were praising me for something that I don't believe that I should have been praised for because I was overworking myself. I wasn't enjoying the time that I was going out. When I would go out with people, I couldn't think about anything other than what I had to do when I got home and I wasn't present. It was almost like Camille's checked out. She just needs to get what she needs to get done. And so once those responsibilities became more demanding, once it became more intrusive in my life and my schedule, I had to cut back on the things that I was doing with friends and I felt so horrible about that. So I'm trying to show you guys a little bit of a balance between the two. When we are under a consistent high level of stress, again, stress can be anything. It doesn't need to be significant or traumatic, but anything that has an overwhelming feeling. The definition of stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Another one is pressure or tension exerted on a material object. So just pressure, tension, an overwhelming sense of exertion for something. So it really can be fleeting. It can be anything. But when your brain is under that high level of stress, even if it's something as simple as consistently elevated blood pressure... If we are in a constant state of stress over time, our prefrontal cortex shrinks in our brain. And now the prefrontal cortex is the portion of our brain that is responsible for memory and learning. This means that when you sit down to plan something, earn something, accomplish something, study for a test, if you have subconscious stress surrounding that, it will become more difficult for you to memorize or achieve that goal. Also, your brain will be filled with how much you are stressed about getting it done that your brain has trouble learning or quote unquote fitting anything in that you can't memorize or learn anything. Have you ever tried sitting and learning in a lecture while thinking about the test that you have in the next class? Your short term memory begins to struggle and can eventually inhibit turning your short term memory into long term memories. 
we need to take care of our brains and ourselves. And overworking ourselves to satisfy an idea of who we are to other people or even ourselves, I implore you to step back. I say this not to sound like a know-it-all, but I say it because I know how easy it can be to almost get addicted to that praise of hustle culture or even just to get addicted to the stress of it. You can't imagine having an hour or two to sit around and do nothing because you rarely take that for yourself. You know, you're constantly exhausted. So maybe you get a caffeine addiction. I'm not trying to call anyone out other than myself, honestly. But I know that this is a very common thing, especially for people who deal with a lot of things hormonally, emotionally, are going through a lot with their families and also having a lot of responsibility. Life is really hard and it can be really difficult to try to deal with that in a healthy way. But I think it's just important to know how not only mentally it's struggling on you, but honestly, physically, you are struggling because of your prefrontal cortex, your body is exhausted, all those things that we could talk about. I'm sure you've heard about this, the pressures that stress has on your body, but what you can do about it is to try to relieve some of that stress and to be aware of what your brain is really going through. I find myself in this battle a lot, honestly, sometimes even because of this podcast. I feel like most of you guys think that I have my life together, (laughs) that I don't struggle with food, and that I have great relationships with people around me. But stressed out Camille is none of those things. Stressed me, (laughs) my relationships with food suffer severely. I, Like I said, I, I can't hang out with people because all I can think about is what I have to do next. And typically, I feel like my brain has no more space left in it to worry about other people's problems. As harsh and as horrible and as out of character that that might sound for me, it's true. And I say all of that to help you know that you're not the only one in this at all. People get stressed out, but just call it as it is. You know, call up your close friends and say, hey, you know, everyone, I'm really stressed out right now. I might not be super present for the next couple of weeks while I get in the groove. Love you all, but I just need my space. You know, they should understand that if my friend came to me and told me that I would understand. I don't want to sound, you know, morbid or anything, but when someone dies, I rarely hear people talking about their accomplishments. People talk about their love and their kindness this person had, their character, their honor, the way they made other people feel. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Self-care is not only about us, but it's also about how we react to others. This lesson is to take care of yourself. Again, I'm skipping back and forth from stress, getting things done, being responsible to enjoying your life. And it's funny because this is really a nod to this incredible book that I've probably read 10 times. It's called Eat, Pray, Love. And the story is about a woman who finds herself going through the motions. She gets up and she goes to work and she goes and she does all the things that she has to get done. And she's a responsible woman. She makes good money and she just gets her tasks done throughout the day. And in the book, she talks about how she had this breaking point and she felt like she didn't have a pulse anymore. She didn't have passion. She stopped doing things she enjoyed and got so caught up in all of the tasks that she had to do that she didn't take a step back to actually live life. In a smaller way than that, we can feel that almost every day. Like we woke up and did an entire day and just made money, ate, slept, breathed, repeat. Again, I'm not saying that I encourage you to abandon your responsibilities by any means, 
But the minute you are living your life in a way where you forget to enjoy your life, where you don't have passions, you don't even have anything that you really like, when your schedule might be too busy, I recommend that you take a step back and like I said, do those things. There's this rule and I'm sure you've heard it maybe about relationships or whatever, but I implore you to use this as a young adult as well. It's called the 222 rule. I honestly want to use it for the rest of my life, but every two weeks you do something fun, a date, a dinner with friends, a shopping trip, an adventure activity, a hike maybe, whatever. It's a night completely off full of fun stuff. And with the fall here, there are so many things, corn mazes, pumpkin patch, hiking, anything. Then every two months, you take a weekend, a beach trip, a mountain trip, a cool Airbnb, something that you've never done. Go somewhere with the parents, go somewhere with a group of friends, anything. Then every two years, you take a week off. You can go anywhere in a week. Italy, Greece, Bali, the Grand Canyon, California, New York City, anywhere you want to go. This 222 rule was honestly, like I said, made for married couples. But if you're a group of friends or even just you have that one or two people in your life that are on the same page as you, you could plan that out. This allows you to spend all your other time working, pursuing your goal, improving your mind and health, taking responsibilities while also having something to look forward to. That's that balance. When you're at work, you're at work. When you're at school, you're paying attention to your lectures and you're focused on what you're doing and you're focused on your studies. And, you know, if I were a college student and I I am, but if I were a full-time college student, I recommend acting like your college is a nine to five job. Waking up in the morning, going to classes, schedule all your classes from that nine to five window and don't get off until five. Finish all of your work and everything you have to get done And by five o'clock, you have the entire night off. I know that sounds maybe vigorous for people who don't study as much as they should or typically study at 10 p.m. at night. I recommend this because I think that when you're a full-time student, you feel constantly stressed out, constantly overloaded with the amount of assignments you have to do and with all the other pressures that come with being in college that you may forget about your responsibilities with your studies and all of that. And as annoying and as stressful as college is and as fun and as awesome as all the other parts of college are, I recommend doing this nine to five rule so you have that night off, but you're paying attention to your responsibilities. Whatever it is, you know, schedule it out. You have this time, you have this time period where you have to get this certain amount of stuff done. You need to work at this time and do this and get it done at this certain amount of time. And once that time is over, you're clocked out, you're done. But when you're working, you're working. And when you're off, you're off. And that helps you to separate your mind from it. Even if you are a self-made person or you don't work or you work at home or something and you feel like you're always on, you're always you know, on calls with your job and things like that, just try to schedule what you need to get done for your business or whatever it is in that certain section of time. And when you're off, allow yourself, allow your brain, allow what you want to do to improve yourself as a human. Think about if you had a semester off. I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I think that this is a really awesome mental exercise that you can do for yourself. Think about if you had an entire semester off, which is, you know, four months. If you have four months, what would you do with your time for four months. I could honestly think of five billion hundred thousand things I could do. 
all, so many things that I want to do. I want to learn the piano. I want to learn Spanish. I want to learn Braille. I want to learn French. I want to be able to run a marathon. I want to travel. I want to do all of these things. I could think of so many things. I want to be proficient in painting. I want to organize things more in my life. I want to take yoga classes more often than I do. All these things I could think about what I would do in that semester off. Now, try to think about that. Imagine if you had one hour a day to do whatever you wanted to do. Anything. Every single day. Take that day, take that hour every single day, schedule it out in your life. Even if it's every other day, you have two hours. Schedule it out and plan stuff to improve yourself as a human being, to improve your mind, to improve your creativity, to be a more interesting human being. Some people can be so ambitious and have so many things that they want to do. When it gets down to it and you're stressed out and you've had a whole day of work and you're just thinking about all the other things you have to get done, you forget to enjoy your time off. And instead, you just want some type of brain numbing, not in a negative way. And brain numbing can be great sometimes. You want a brain numbing activity that will just keep your mind off of everything. But if you could plan it out, what would you do? So we've talked about how easy it is to fall into stress and to overwork ourselves. We've talked about the effect it has on our brain, and we've talked about all the practical ways you can try to combat this. The most important part of this episode is to remember that the difference between balance and destruction is what you use your free time doing. There's nothing wrong with spending your time on Instagram a couple minutes a day, but give yourself limits. We should find hobbies that make us feel alive, that improve us as people, and we can't do meaningful hobbies if we're always busy with tasks. The five simple steps that I recommend that you take this week to improve yourself in these areas are number one, schedule yourself an evening free and plan to do something then, whatever your heart desires, plan on it beforehand and make it and set it in stone. Number two, set a one hour screen time on your phone for Instagram. And if you're typically on a more, another social media app, do that as well. Just set a one hour screen time on your phone for that. Yes, you can technically take it off yourself, but at least you're aware of how much time you're spending typically on those apps. Number three, try to complete the tasks on your three top priorities before the weekend. So that, you know, household work, finances, whatever it is, whatever your three top priorities are, try to get the work that you need to get done or the tasks you need to get done for that majority of the way for the weekend to be free. Number four, Implement one thing that you like to do every day, whether it's just doing your skincare, cooking yourself breakfast, or reading a book for 10 minutes. Like I said, something that takes less than 10 minutes. Number five, one hour before bed, put your phone up. Good sleep helps a stressed out brain. And better yet, if you spend that one hour cleaning up your room or doing some personal care stuff, you might improve yourself even more. It's all about the little things. Okay, guys, that's my tips for the day. Again, this is kind of an extension of episode two. So if you haven't listened to episode two, I highly recommend that. If this was helpful for you guys, please let me know. I love hearing what you guys want to hear about. Um, on our Instagram, we actually have 
in the highlights if you guys don't know what that is. So you go to the Instagram, there's little circles. It's a story highlight, which means a story that I've posted before. I can hold it on there so you guys can keep interacting with it. In that little question box is things that you guys would wish to hear about on the podcast. Research, brain research, executive function. I actually got a ton of really awesome submissions for the podcast episode ideas, and I'm definitely going to be using them. They're awesome. You guys are making my job easier, which is great. And so I don't have to be creative with my own ideas, but I got some great submissions with that. So definitely go look at that and put me a submission. Again, if it's too long to do in the questionnaire thing, always DM it to me. That's totally fine. I've screenshotted some DMs before and wrote about them on the podcast. And also I have some in the works for the next couple of weeks. And also I have an email. It's hmspod at gmail.com and you can do your submissions there or just anything you want to do. And yeah, that's it. So please rate, review, comment, whatever you want to do on the Apple podcast and follow us on our Instagram again at heart, mind and soul pod. And thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. Next week, we're going to have an awesome episode talking about eating disorders. Hopefully if it works out, if we don't have the episode next week, then it will be the week after that, but it's going to be a really awesome one. Um, going to be intense. So get ready. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to account for be responsible for, and look out for your heart, mind, and soul. Bye.